Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. So, something looks different about you. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been to the salon, although you might think I have. I have packet dyed my own hair, which I would highly recommend that you don't do at home alone. But I just had to get rid of the greys. I've only done the roots. um, And I was like looking at all these products. I was like, oh, I could spray that one on. But then I didn't want to look, um, I didn't want it to look sort of crusty. And I didn't want it to leave like imprints on like pillows and stuff. So I just wasn't sure if that, you know, if you spray the roots to try and get rid of the grey, I don't know whether it, it leaves marks. And also you have to do it every day, right? I think I think I think that's what you have to do. So I was like, oh, I've just felt really sad for the last like month or so, and that's because the greys have been there. So I was like, sod this. So I went down to the supermarket and got um, like grey cover up. I used a Clairol packet. It's got like a really cool little um, brush in it. Yeah. I just left it on for ten minutes. Did all the way around my roots. Bearing in mind, I've got a root stretch anyway. So I think that was why it was easier. And not too bad. Yeah. Look at that new career. <laughs> <laughs> my hairdresser messaged me going tell me it's not true and I was like it is true but it's fine relax how are you G? I'm all right do you know what I'm in the house alone it's so weird there is no one here and where are they it, they are with the nanny so normally well we've used her for what like a year but on and off she got another job then she's now free a little bit so um they've gone to her but normally I can't get Axel to go because he thinks he's too grown up today he was sick of me and he was like well yeah I think I think I'll go he sort of looked at me and was like <laughs> spend the day with you again or go and spend a few hours on a trampoline I'll do that I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, this is really nice. Kind of how we feel about the supermarket, isn't it? Like the supermarket was a chore, was a chore before, but now I find myself like, you know, it's almost a battle to be like, right, who's going? Me. It's like bagsy me, and then the first one to the door and into the car gets to have you know an hour and a half just alone. Alone. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. No, I love it. But things are a bit better this oh. week. Are things better your end? Um. Yesterday, no. No, um, yesterday, no, because I had both of them again. Like I can yeah. do one, I can do Axel on his own and work and do the homeschooling just about. But when you got Gigi there as well, climbing all over him, eating pens, scribbling on his work. Your, your stories crack me up about mummy as well. Mummy, 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 mummy. Now Gigi can, now Gigi can speak. Ugh. I think it's like, that's the worst thing that could have possibly happened. Like, 
now I've got two going, mummy, 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 mummy. Oh my, like, see it, I mean. Fuck off. But yeah, exactly. Oh my God. What my favourite response from someone when you were like, what should I change my name to? And they were like, why don't you call yourself Derek? That was hysterical. I'm going to stop calling you that. Dad walked in yesterday and um, he walked in, he like opened the fridge and he was like, ugh, the blueberries are out of date. And I was like, and so are you. And so is this conversation. And you're all just awful. And like, literally, he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he was like, kids, I think we should go out. I think we should go out. And Axel was like, Mm, good idea good idea good idea daddy good idea like quickly like quickly scurrying out the door so yeah yesterday was yeah. not a good day you can imagine those conversations on that walk why is mummy looking so strange why is mummy saying all these really weird things because <laughs> mummy's cuckoo because <laughs> she has to spend all of her time with you mummy's lost the plot anyway do you know what do you know what <laughs> we've actually had a better week this week and i think I think there's one thing that this lockdown has taught me that um, I'm such a, I'm so overdramatic about everything, you know, like one day I'm just kind of thinking that my marriage is ending the next day, you know, we're madly in love and the kids are angels, but actually it is a bit of a roller coaster. Certain days produce different feelings. And I think that is the anxiety levels are higher on certain days, you know, some days everything just works and you're feeling on top of things and you can deal with it. And then, you know, other mornings you wake up and you're like, when is this going to end? Um, when are the kids going to be able to go back to school? You know, those with older ki- kids, I feel so lucky this week that Luna and Kit have been able to go in and they have loved it, absolutely loved it. But um, for anybody that is struggling, keep going and just remember tomorrow's a new day. And you know what? So many of us are desperate to get back to work and go to the office, like probably never before. The day they all let us out again, we'll all be like on the 6am train into the office. And it kind of leads us into the conversation we want to have today, doesn't it? So we want to talk about like work and how it can work for you, especially after you've become a parent. Um, It's a bit of a minefield, like all of the admin that goes into it, um, trying to work out childcare, also trying to work out who might reduce their hours in a relationship. Um, Basically, just how how it's all going to work. And we asked you guys to send in some questions. So we're just going to go through them, aren't we? Before we kick off, I think it's important to say as well that this podcast episode isn't about necessarily physically going back into a job that you might have had in, in, a, in the city or something like that. You know, since having children, you might have completely changed your focus and you want to be at home a lot more. And that's why we sort of thought we would discuss making work work for you. So that might look like starting something at home for yourself or, you know, going part time or having those conversations with your boss about, you know, making it work for you. Um, so, yeah, we wanted to kind of keep it open for everybody, really. Right. Do you want to kick us off, G? Let's kick off. Um Oh, this is a good one from Georgina. Tips for reinforcing boundaries at work, i.e. late working hours, how to establish myself again after mat leave. That's kind of two questions. But I think the boundaries thing is across everything. Like it's across, you know, parenting, work, relationship, everything. You have to set those boundaries and know when you, you know, when you're going to allow yourself to go that extra mile if you don't feel comfortable with it and when you're not. And particularly with work, I really, really, really feel like I can't stress enough. When I went back to work after having Axel, I went back full time first off and then I managed to go like drop some hours. But 
I was clear that if I was back full time, I was getting in uh, like an hour early and I was leaving an hour early and do not put a meeting in my diary after this time because I won't come. And it's really difficult, but you know, eyebrows are probably raised for a week or so or two weeks, but then everyone gets it and you start, people just get it and they know not to do it. And you start seeing other people think, yeah, you know what? can't put a meeting in at six o'clock on a Monday night or a Friday night because on a Friday night I go and see my boyfriend at the weekend and I need to get a train so I think we've all got to do it and we've all got to get better at it and you know what working really long hours is not good for anybody like it's not and we've all got to jump on board with that because we can't work ourselves into the ground um so yeah that's what I would say just stick to what you want to do I just think you've nailed that question. Um, I just, I, I just wanted to pick up on the communication side of things. I think you need to figure out exactly what you can and can't do when it comes to work, or what you feel comfortable doing and what you what you don't feel comfortable doing. And I think you need to set those down, write them down, and then have a very open and honest conversation with your your boss um, about that. And that's kind of what I did at heart. Um, I could have gone back to do the evening show, and I just turned around to him and said. I'm just never going to get to put my kids to bed and I, and I can't be out until 11 o'clock or midnight every single evening and then try and get up with them at six o'clock in the morning and be a good parent. I was like, it's, it's a younger person's job that it's not for me. So can we try and make it work? I was just very open and honest. And I think it's well, like Georgia said, it's when we're not clear on what we can and can't do, what we want to do, what we don't want to do. That's when the lines start to become muddied. How do I navigate working remotely, all the new tech and kids homeschool? <laughs> It's an impossible task, as Mother Pucker and the White House keeps saying across her socials that, you know, this is not what we signed up for. It is virtually impossible to do it all. But I think being super organized is not something that I'm particularly good at. But I know the times when I've got Isla here and I've had Luna and Kit here at the same time and I've had to do Zoom calls and record podcasts and various different things. It's all about being organized. It's about having everything lined up, ready to go the night before, everything printed off, you know, all of her schoolwork ready to go, the kids set up with an activity, um, whether that is just, you know, three episodes of Paw Patrol, that's fine as well. And then just making sure that you you stick to that structure because it's when things become out of control at home and your stress levels start rising that you can't manage it. Would you agree with that, G? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think what are we on week three now of trying our homeschool and we've been back recording the podcast. I'm quite sort of strict in how we're planning the day. So like we get up and have like a bit of a chill, but then come nine o'clock, Axel is doing his first bit of schoolwork because I know for half an hour, Gigi will sit down and watch TV while we do that. But I know that's it. I can't get any more than half an hour and that's fine. Then we'll obviously record a podcast usually at like 10-ish or we'll have some kind of meeting or a Zoom or whatever. And then I know I'll put um, Gigi to bed at midday and then for those two hours or three hours sometimes if I'm lucky, um, (laughs) I'll then pick up the schoolwork again with Axel and he knows there's no like messing around like oh I don't want to do it now I don't want to do it now it's right this is our window to do it and we're doing it now but equally um we're giving ourselves like a day off every week so like usually on a Thursday I don't do any school work and we'll just spread it out over Saturday and Sunday um just really I mean that work that works it works works for for you guys I don't think that yeah yeah 
because th- th- that is like we couldn't do working. that yeah 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 exactly but yeah. we've got both parents of the week like on a Sunday for instance James is home he's not working I'm at home I'm not working and doing half an hour of like phonics with Axel it's fine like it's fine it, it, it's just it's easy to fit in um and I think that's what you've got to look at it's not you haven't got to do everything within those nine to five hours you can kind of spread it around and also it doesn't matter like doesn't matter if like you don't do a little bit of homeschooling it, it really doesn't or if your kids are watching too much tv doesn't matter yeah you've just got to be a bit more flexible haven't you I also think communicating with the teachers like I sent an email to Isla's teacher um earlier on last week just saying listen you just got to bear with us I was like just to be clear this is the home setup at the moment um we're both trying to work I've got two under four as well and x y and z coming in and she was just like look we really understand the pressures that parents are under at the moment so please just do what you can and don't worry about it and I was like oh that's amazing okay great yeah (laughs) Okay, let's watch a yeah. film then, shall yeah, we? Yeah. This is quite an interesting one, actually. And I think there's quite a few questions around this kind of topic. And it's about the cost of childcare. Um, so someone has written in, nursery fee is the same amount of, as salary worth going back. Well, you know what I think about that. <laughs> Go on, what do you think? It's worth going back because this isn't really, unless you are completely driven by money, and that's absolutely fine if you are. I like I respect that. If it's all about money, then um, you know you maybe want to think about it and go. Well, if it's the same money and I'd rather spend time with my child, then brilliant. No, but if you're like me and you just love the creativity of being in work and you do a job that you're really passionate about and you love going to, then it doesn't really matter if it's the same as the nursery because it's time for you. And I always think that when you're in work, it creates work and opportunities come up and actually. Um, you've got to think about if you want to be at home with um, with your children all the time. Brilliant. Amazing. I love that. I really respect it. I couldn't do it. If you want to have something for you and do some work, then again, it's one of those ones. It's like, it's not really about the cash. It's more about what it does for you. Yeah, no, I was going to say, you've got to think like, there's another question about, very similar. How, you know, how can I justify this? We well, can justify it because if that's what you want to do and you would rather be at work and pay somebody else to be doing the bits and bobs with your with your child it's worth it also bigger picture you know if you spend how i don't know 3 years or whatever paying for your child to be at nursery while you're working your salary is going to increase hopefully you you know you might get promotions and you'll be in a different place when they eventually go to school or you you know have a career break for 3 years and then you're going to pretty much go back in at the same level so you can look at it like that as well. Um, and it, But ultimately, it's what you feel comfortable with. And it's if you can, if that's, you know, if that's what you want to do and you're comfortable with that, doesn't matter, does do it? it? Yeah. Um, I like this question, actually, because I think I've, I really experienced the mum guilt. Uh, how to handle mum guilt for going back to work. That's from Stephanie. Oh, I just think it never goes away. I think... You feel guilty about not working enough and not getting deadlines done. You feel guilty about spending too much time away from your children. Like I'm not with them at, you know, my, I work at the weekends. So then I feel really guilty about leaving them at the weekends and having, and then I feel guilty about leaving Doza to look after them. Cause I'm like, this is his weekend. It's not very fun for him. So I, constantly feel guilty missing bedtimes tears me up when they wake up in the morning and I'm on the early shift and I'm not there. That makes me cry. And there's a lot of crying going on. I don't think it ever gets any easier. <laughs> it only becomes something that you get used to. Like I, even now, Luna will be five in September. 
I definitely get waves where I think I'm work if I'm working too much that really that really pains me but at the end of the day I always teach my children how important my job is to me and how much I love it I love them more, but I need this for me. And actually, I'm really hoping that the kids grow up with, you know, a great work ethic. Um, and also, I hope that they know that they can do something that really sets them on fire. And that's that's what I hope for them because I've been lucky enough to do that in my life. And that's just, and that's down to my mum because she was like, "You can do whatever you want to do." And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what I think? That's really interesting. You, you you don't ever get over mum guilt, but you just learn to deal with it. It just it's just there, and you can kind of rationalise it or whatever. But it is always kind of lingering. Whatever you do, whether you go to work or whether you stay at home, there's always going to be that little element of of guilt. Um, and just know that everyone feels like that. Um, yeah, everyone, yeah, everyone goes time. through it at some point. This is from Alex. How to switch off from work and give your little ones your full attention. I think this is really hard at the moment. Um, mm. I don't know about you, Zoe, but when when I used to go into the office to work, and like I said, I used to leave at four o'clock, I used to, on the, on the way home, I'd be replying to emails. But the moment I stepped off the tube, done. That was it. Like, no, I didn't look at my phone. I put it away until maybe like, you know, Axel went to bed or whatever. Then I might have a little check. But I did used to do that and set that like boundary. So between like four and seven, there was nothing. I wasn't going to be looking at my emails. Um, but I think it's trickier now when you're around them, you've, you know, you've got your phone and your laptop and you're, you know, you're trying to kind of juggle everything and it's not so clear as, you know, five o'clock you're cutting off and, and you know, seven o'clock you might look again. It's, that isn't so clear. But I would say trying to do that. So I don't know, say between the hours of 12 and one, I don't look at my phone. I sit and do schoolwork with Axel and that's it. 12 and one, absolutely will not look. And there's a couple of other pockets of the day where I'm like that. Like if we go out for a walk, I'll leave my phone behind um, and not look at it. It's difficult. It's really difficult. But I think yeah. you've got to claw back those little pockets of time. It doesn't need to be a huge, you know, hours and hours and hours where you're not working. But I think if you can pick little pockets of the day that are important to you um, and, you know, really go for it, set those boundaries, then it can work. Yeah. And also those pockets of the day where you completely give all of your attention to your child you know it doesn't like Georgia said it doesn't have to be hours and hours but even if you can sit with yeah. one of them um like I sometimes sit with Kit for half an hour we just do building blocks we just make the biggest tower that we can and his little face because I haven't got my phone with me I'm not trying to respond to whatsapps or emails or anything like that he loves having that time and I love having that time and actually I feel like a better parent at the end of the day knowing that I've done that you know same for Luna there'll be stuff that we can play together like dolls or you know princesses or whatever it is and she just she loves it and and that's fine but I think like you said there has to be a bit of structure in this carnage where we're working from home but home is work and work is home and where's the cutoff point and I'm always reachable and you know we're back-to-back -back zooms and people are in a way people are expecting more from us now because they know exactly where we are um uh, we had a, a roast on Sunday and Luna and Isla always do this like little speechy thing it's very cute it's like a little toast it's like you're four years old you're doing a toast and she was like Luna was like, just want to say thank you so much for mommy and daddy for making um, this chicken. Um, they do work a lot, but we love them very much. And I looked at Dodger, I was like, oh my God, she's put it in her fucking speech. Um, 
But at the end of the day, uh, we do work a lot. We have to work a lot. And, you know, they're, they're not, they're not going to suffer because of it, you know? So I think take that guilt away. Yeah. Yeah. When they're all back exactly. at school, they don't know what we're doing anyway. No. <laughs> we could be laying in bed. I wish we were. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. This is from Alex. Gone back part-time, worried full-timers will resent. How do I make most impact? That's a good question, that one. Do you know what? This is actually quite hard. Um, when I went back after having Axel and I was part-time, so I was, well, I wasn't. I was four days a week, which is not really part-time. But one day of the week I was at home working and then the other day I was off. And I did used to find it quite difficult in that there was no one else really doing it, like in my team or anything. And I found it hard when it would, you know, there was a meeting that was happening and I knew it was really important, but it was my day off and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to come in for it. Um, I think you just, first of all, don't, Put, even put those thoughts into your head that people are looking at you differently because once they're in your head, that's all you're going to see and you're going to pick up on every little thing that anyone says or anyone does or any little look they give you and you're going to think it's down to that. And it's probably not. Um, also, there's going to be people looking at you who maybe want to have families and they're thinking about coming back part-time. And so if you're doing it, they're going to really respect that, um, whether it's now or in a year's time when they might be you know, ready to start thinking about having a family. If you're laying those foundations for them, you're ultimately doing a really amazing thing. Um, Spot on. Yeah, yeah, and then also all you can do is you know, show up when you're there and be the best you can be when you're there and not worry about the times that you're not. Um, I think mm. so many people get into that trap of they're, you know, they're in the office three days a week and then they're off two days a week, for instance, and they try and respond on those other days to show that they're still there and they're still present. But actually, who's the mug? You're not being paid for those days. <laughs> Like, like, no. don't don't do it. Don't set the precedent. Um, so that's what I would say. It would be like me trying to turn up for a radio show on a Tuesday, being like, "Hey guys, just sort of check in and uh, got got any work for me? A few few links I can do." It's like, no, no, no I just work at the weekend. No. Um, I actually just want to pick up on what Georgia said. That actually we you can almost become like trailblazers in this area because people are going to be looking at their working setup and they're going to be wanting to change it. You know, we've just spent the last 12 months and we're still working from home. On what planet, you know, was that happening before? All of the companies really were quite antiquated and they were like, you've got to be in the office, you've got to be present, otherwise you're not going to get your work done. I think we've all proved from the last year that actually we can work from home and we can do flexi hours and we can be there to do the drop-offs and the pickups when they're, when the kids are at school. Um, you know, um, and actually we can have it all. So I think, you know, the whole part-time, full-time thing, I think people are going to be setting their own rules. So I think it's really important if you feel that your colleagues might look at you and resent you, maybe try and educate everybody there and be like, well, listen, this is the way that I want to live my life and my kids are more important to me than my career, but I want to have both. So why not? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know what? In a few years' time, they'll probably be thanking you for yeah. setting the precedent and, and starting that. So, yeah. Love this chat. Oh, debating whether to send child to a creche or get a childminder. Any thoughts, G? Oh, this yeah. is a tough one. I'm actually going through it at the moment. So... When Axel was like 11 months, he went to nursery um, and it was like 7 a.m. till 6 p.m. or whatever. So like a really long day at nursery. And 
he's no oh, I don't want to say sailed through everything but he has like he sailed through all of those things starting preschool not bothered like been brilliant with with all of those kind of milestones starting school fine absolutely no problem and I do think going into that nursery environment where he's with other children and having that structure has definitely like that's helped him like ultimately it's really really helped him and when I you know when I made the decision to do that there was no decision that was just what there was we didn't even think about any other options that was just the option and that's what we were doing now as Gigi um obviously it's different situation I'm not um going into the office at set you know set times my work isn't at set times um it's it's not so easy just to be like, right, okay, yeah, on those two days, that's when she's in nursery and there, that's when I'm going to work because it doesn't always work like that. So, you know, having a part-time nanny or childminder might work a little bit better for us. But ultimately, I've kind of got to the point now where I want her to socialize and I want her to have that structure that he had. Um, so that's that for me, they were the pros and cons of like the flexibility over the structure um and I've kind of gone with what will work better for her than what work, than what will work better for me this time round. It might change, sure. like who knows? Sure. Like, you know, a few months down the line it might change and I might have to reconsider what what we're doing. But right now I think what I'm gonna do is send her to nursery a couple of days a week and she can get that structure and she can meet some friends and she can be with lots of different people. Um so for me that's that was the the difference yeah 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 yeah. I, I I think also you need to figure out if your childminder that you're thinking about has it, how many other children they're looking after because sometimes you know you've got a childminder that is kind of just doing a bit of casual babysitting and it's kind of just you you know them and yeah, your child your, yeah but other times they've got kind of you know between sort of six and ten children uh, there's a couple of them and you know they're almost setting up a, a home sort of creche or nursery, mini nursery. Which, yeah which is yeah. like a really nice idea I think because it's a little bit more sort of bespoke but I think you need to figure out what you really want from your child or at least the skills that you want to start introducing to your child and you know for me socializing and being able to play with other children learning how to share you know learning um I remember Luna going through a really sort of I'm sure every child goes through this but feeling very shy and not being able to go up to people and speak to them and you know the minute she started off at nursery it sort of stopped all that you know she was just desperate for interaction so I think it's it's whatever whatever your child needs but at the end of the day when they turn four or five they are going to be starting primary school and they are going to have to get on with it and socialize and be in a classroom with up to 30 other children. Yeah. So you've got to get them ready for that. And also they are actually quite resilient. So, yeah. you know, like if you, if it's not a possibility, you know, like you can't, you can't send your child to nursery for any reason or whatever. They are resilient and they will, you know, they will, they will get there eventually. Oh yeah, um, totally. I, I think, yeah. yeah, sorry. I just wanted to pick up on that because I don't mean that you've got to send your child to nursery because you can give them those social skills by, you know, meeting up with other children and doing play dates. Not currently though, that's the problem. And that's why yeah, that it's exactly, frightening. Exactly. That's why we're hearing a lot of anxiety from parents because they're like, well, mm. my child hasn't socialized with anybody else for a whole year, really. And I'm worried about that too. So I, I definitely hear you. How soon to tell work you're pregnant and how best to tell them? Great question. Oh, that's hard actually. I think that you do it when you're ready. I don't mm. think you owe them to tell them 
you know, pre-12 weeks. In fact, I didn't tell her. I think it's 20 weeks by law. I think, don't quote me on that, but I think it's roughly that. Yeah. So second time round with Kit, I didn't tell Hart till I was 20 weeks um, because I didn't feel like I wanted to. I wanted to keep it just for me. And that was really nice. I didn't need to. And they were great about it. But I think whenever you feel comfortable and oh, I've just had this recent, well, last year, because our nanny Lucy obviously had to tell us that she was pregnant and she was so anxious about it. I could sell. She was like, we need mm-hmm. to have a chat with you after work. And I was looking at her thinking, I know what you're going to tell me anyway. I was like, okay, great. Well, looking forward to it. And she was like, I, I need to tell you that, I, you know, I'm pregnant and it happened the first time around, but, you know, I'm still very focused on my work and I'm not. And I was like, whoa. I was like, can we just celebrate the fact that you are pregnant? I was like, uh, you know, it's me. I love you. You're part of our family. I'm over the moon that you're having a baby. Don't think for a second that it's going to change things for us. And she was like, I'm only going to take a month off work. And I was like, forget it. What? You're having a baby. I was like, go away. I'll see you when I see you. So she's on she's on mat leave at the moment. But even her working for us, and hopefully we're we're nice people to work for. Even she, you know, she was worried, really worried. I've got yeah, to change that. Exa- yeah, I think, I think yeah, definitely first time round, I think it you you feel like you're gonna be treated differently. You shouldn't be. I don't know if I think sometimes you might be, to be honest. I think sometimes you can be treated differently, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't say anything because we've got to change. We have to change this. The the pattern has to change at some point. Um, I would tell one one person at work, um, whether, you know, they're your junior, your senior, whatever they are, just one person. So if you're feeling rubbish or you're feeling ropey, you've just got that other person that knows. I don't know. I think that really helped me. Um, just get through the day. If you're feeling fine, then, you know, do, you know, do whatever. But if you are feeling ropey, I think it is always nice that you haven't got to put on a brave face to everybody. So we'll be back right after this. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Welcome back. Now, where were we? Oh, this is nice. Not a question. Just wanted to say you guys inspired me to be brave and start my own business adventure. I love that. Oh, I love that. Well done. Tell us what it is. We want to know what it is. We want to know how it's going. Yeah. Someone's put, can't wait to start mat leave to get out of my stressful job. What are some business ideas that you've had other than made by mamas, obviously? Oh my God, I've had so many. Have you? 
Yeah, I do this though. Like I think of something and then I go off on a tangent and like think, right, that's it. That's what I'm going to do. And then like two days later, I'm like, mm, no, I don't, don't like that idea. I think the much. good thing about us and Made by Mummers is that we're always having to come up with ideas. So Georgia and I, you know, it's not just a podcast for us. There's so many things that we want to do with the platform and and yeah. between the two of us and in the baby space and in the fashion space and beauty space and you know all of that stuff so Georgia and I are constantly coming up with ideas and sending each other messages in the middle of the night being like what about this what about this and obviously this is a full-time job for us um personally I've thought about um doing a swimwear brand I really want to do that at some point during my life and also I really want to sell these amazing bags that um my mum and dad run a charity in Kenya um and part of the charity all the money that they sort of raise over there feeds back into the school but they have all these cooperatives and there's this amazing lady called Damaris who creates these incredible bags and they've got like neon, I, I've like got her to do one with like neon pom-poms on. Actually, I was photographed in it going into heart um, oh, wow. during the summer. But um, I really, like you in Ibiza, you'd spend 60 pounds on a bag, a basket like that. And they literally cost yeah, like you do. seven yeah, pounds exactly. to make them. So I was thinking that I could get Damaris to make me loads and then I could sell them here and then all the money could go back into charity. So watch this space. Oh, I love that. That's a really great idea. We need to talk about really that. Really great actually. idea. <laughs> But you know what? Like, I think there's quite a lot of pressure. I was talking to someone else about this the other day. When you're on maternity leave, to have your idea. Like mm. You hear about so many people who, oh, I was on maternity leave and I came up with this business idea. And it doesn't always work that way. And don't enjoy your maternity leave. Don't think of it like you've got your year or however long you've got to find your business idea and find your light bulb moment because the more pressure you put on that is not it won't happen um I think totally is there any time in your life like any time you can start a business um so if yeah it will come to you I think if you know if something's going to work it will come to you eventually yeah, absolutely. And also remember becoming a parent changes the way you think forever. So ideas that you might be having in your head now, you know, they might not come to fruition until baby's out and you're sort of feeling like you again. Um, so yeah, yeah. let's just let, just let it flow organically. Um, this is from Claire, losing confidence in yourself work-wise whilst being off. Oh, Claire, I really, really can empathize with this one. Um, and I think it's firstly it's very, very, very normal to feel like this, especially in the current climate um, when, you know, self-esteem and anxiety and lack of confidence are all kind of very much at the forefront of how we're feeling a lot of the time. Um, but I think it's one of those ones that there's nothing you can do at the moment. At the moment, you need to be focusing on your baby uh, focusing on you, taking every single day at a time. And then when the moment is right and you feel like you've, you're like, right, okay. And I remember that light bulb moment where I was like, right, I'm ready now. It's at that point, then you can put baby down for a moment and be like, right, what do I need now for me? Um, what can I do to make myself yeah. feel good? And I need to put some energies and love back into me. Um, but yeah, we hear you and we yeah. hear it a lot. So you're not alone. Yeah. And just to add to that, I mean, if you're really struggling, Zoe and I both chatted to, um, I can't, I don't know her exact title, but her name's Emma Kangis. And she almost coaches mums back into work and she kind of really helps build your confidence. And um, so if, you know, if you've got the finances to pay for a session like that, it, 
it really is incredible. We had um, Toby from my bump pay on the podcast and she does like loads of Instagram lives and IGTVs all about building your confidence back up um, before you get back to work. So there's loads of resources out there. Brilliant. Oh, hang on. This is interesting. How easy is it to go back to work part-time in a senior role? Partner could quit work and look after the baby and I could return as I'm on the bigger wage, but I want to go part-time. I think this is something that will come up in so many households. You know, neither of you might want to go part-time. You know, it doesn't matter who's earning more, who's the breadwinner. The the breadwinner might want to go part-time and financially that might not work. Who knows? But it's about coming to that balance between the two of you. We hear so much more now that both people in the relationship go part-time. So both of you decide to go part-time and make it work. Um, I think it, it's based on circumstances and going part-time isn't easy. I think this this um, this person was saying about when you're in a senior role, I think in like more senior roles quite often like a job share can work. Yes. Um, and, you know, finding the right person for the job share. If you can do that as well, like you can find that person who who would want to do that with you and present that to your employer, then that's definitely going to work in your favor. But it's hard, like when you're trying to work out, you know, both of you want to go part-time, one of you wants to go part-time, neither of you want to go part-time. How is it going to work? It's so hard. <laughs> I know. And I think it's also really important. Um, I've got two very good friends who... Um, she went back to work and her husband decided that he would stay at home and raise raise the girls and you know at first it was amazing and he was like oh it's brilliant you know put her up on a pedestal she was working bringing in the money everything was great and then as the months went on and on and on the cracks started to show in his mental health and you know a year down the line he was like this is not for me I can't do this anymore. I've given it a shot, but I, I need more than s- the swings in the park, um, you know, sandwiches for lunch and building blocks. Like I just, I have to have more. So I think it's really about trying stuff. And I think I go back to my point on the fact that it's really not about money in certain situations. O- obviously, you know, it is about money because we need to make money, but it's not necessarily about how much money you earn. It's more about, like Georgia said, if you guys can do two part-time roles or two, you know, get two job shares and you can kind of balance it between the two of you, unless your partner's like, do you know what? You go, crack on. Um, I'll stay at home. Then, you know, it's whatever works for your setup really. But I think a really good tip is to just try and be as fluid as possible that things aren't necessarily permanent and one person says they want to stay at home and then yeah don't be afraid to try don't be afraid to try yeah exactly we have so many questions to get through I'm sorry we can't get through everybody's organizational tips I'm not up till midnight getting ready for the next day well we just did a little hack video on our Instagram um our children's (laughs) hack ideas so you can have a little look at that but you know that people like organized who I worked with and obviously uh, cat organized by cat yeah she was brilliant but there were so many tips we also really love this girl can organize she's got some amazing tips and hacks on her page so yeah there are loads of people out there that are coming up with brilliant brilliant ways of saving time for us just have a little look on social. yeah exactly and do you know what I used this used to stress me out so much I used to have to be up at six every single morning to get my tube to work by seven and I used to set 10 o'clock is like the time I went to bed and I used to try and get everything done before 10 and it used to stress me out 
so much and it's so obvious but I used to fall into the trap all the time of not getting my clothes out not washing my hair the night before all of those things and if you don't do them the the next day is just hell like I'd be scrabbling around James would still be asleep I'd be like with a torch looking you know looking for an outfit to wear I mean straightening my hair in the kitchen like no I mean it's rubbish to be like spending your whole evening preparing for the next day but it's got to be done I have however just um um got the Dyson cordless um hair straightener which basically you just charge up overnight and I've been doing my hair in the car at five o'clock in the morning before my radio show just quickly like it is literally the best piece of equipment I have ever ever (laughs) ever received in the post I if it just if it only vibrated I'd be a completely happy (laughs) right on to products Lauren the tone on to products what are we loving this week apart from Zoe maybe that's what Zoe's going to bring out a vibrating head I'm sure that's dangerous I'm sure it's dangerous no I do need to talk about the Dyson cordless hair straightener because that is my top product actually I know it's really expensive but it has literally changed my life in the last two weeks um I've seen um I think uh, it's Sam from This Is Mothership. I think she's got one and she was doing her hair like after drop-off, after nursery drop-off, just in the car and stuff. But even just like a little few little tonged waves at the front of your hair can make you feel better. (laughs) Hair changes lives. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what? For time-saving, Dyson, I've had that hairdryer since Axel was born and oh my God, like it, it changed everything for me. I used to spend hours doing my hair yeah um now not so much love it going from hair to workouts <laughs> obviously I have been loving running and I still do love running but I'm looking outside now thinking about going for a run after this and it is pissing down with rain it's yeah. gray it's horrible just me. <laughs> just me. no makeup and, um, and and I just don't always want to do it. So I was finding I then just wasn't working out. So I signed up to results with Lucy. I don't think it's called that anymore. It's just called RWL, but it is. It's Lucy Mex um, company. And oh, yes. it's, really, it's really, really, really good. So you go on there um, and there's like there's nutritional advice and all that kind of stuff. But to be honest, all I'm looking at is like the workouts. And I'll just type in like kettlebell and there's like, a million kettlebell workouts and you can join but there's also like programs you can do so if you wanted to you could follow something for 30 days and and do that but I just dip in and out like you know I found a few people on there that I like and you just pick it up whenever whenever you want I think it's a it's a really good one yeah lovely love that um so I'm going to talk about um a workout bra that I literally post about endlessly it's from I know what this is going to be It's the next bra that I just bang on about all the time. Um, It is um, a training top. I would say if you've got a bit of a fuller breast, this one might not be the one for you, but I've got this one in about six different colors. It's got a little zip up the front and it's just really good. Um, You know, I wear... Gonna show it to you today. No, um, just gonna get my bangers out then. But um, you, you were saying as well, George, <laughs> that you've got one from Next that's got an underwire in it for training. So yeah, so Zoe wears one which has got a zip, and I have got that as well. But I've got another one which it looks a little bit more like a bra so it's got the hooks yeah. at the back and it's got a bit more structure to it so it's got some underwire so if you do want something a bit more supportive um actually next like activewear in general is amazing yeah we so, love it don't we we'll yeah. do a link for that as Good. well on a swipe up yeah um next up 
flowers so I saw you got a lovely delivery of flowers I've started treating myself every week you know on my Cardo shop to some bloom and wild flowers um I don't spend loads like the bunch I got this week were 12 pounds so like it's not it's not loads um and it's the one I got this week's got all like eucalyptus and stuff in it so it smells so nice and I think so pretty home yeah you just want to have like nice little treats like that yeah this company's called the flower blooms and it's run by a gorgeous lady called Claire and yesterday I just got a little ding dong at the door and this um this lovely older gentleman was there and I was like, oh, it was a gentleman caller. It's the first time it's happened for a long time, not my husband. And he was like, hello, I'm Claire's dad and I've come with your flower delivery. So she does half bouquets for 15 pounds and then she does full bouquets for like 26 quid, but there's absolutely no wastage. There's no plastic. They get delivered to the door. Um, I just want to say this is London and the Southwest area, but um, the company that you're talking about is kind of across the UK, isn't it? But I just think sometimes- Yeah, Wild is, yeah, nationwide. Yeah, we need a bit of a pick me up and flowers are quite a nice way of doing it. Why not? We deserve it. Um, right, that is the end of the podcast this week. Thank you so much for sending in all of your questions. It's been quite a long one. We need to shut up. Um, but could you please? Yes, I know. Please, please, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast if you have time. Yeah, and do keep your messages coming. We love like reading all your questions out as well. We couldn't do this podcast if you didn't send them in. So please keep sending them in at Made by Mummers or Zoe's own channel at Zoe Hardman. And we'll see you on Tuesday. We'll see you then. 